This evening's Dharma talk is titled, Eat What You're Served. It's just another way of saying receive. Eat what you're served. Whatever shows up, eat it. Whatever shows up in your mind stream, in your life stream. And I'm not going to be ridiculous about this and say that you don't use your awareness, your discriminating awareness to see that some things you should, should probably not be eating. But basic, that's the basic understanding is allow things to come towards you. You don't necessarily have to produce some kind of activity. You go out towards something necessarily. Maybe in some situations, if you're having, you have a lot of mind training, if there's a lot of time spent watching the movement in the mind, this is what's moving anyway. It looks like it's all out there somewhere, but it's basically in our minds until it's not. So what's being encouraged is whatever shows up, whatever shows up. It may be in the form of a thought patterns or something coming up. It may be whatever it could be, uh, something in your relationship with others, your co-workers, your uh, intimate relationships and so on. Whatever is showing up needs to occur. It needs to. It's another way of talking about dependent origination, pratitya samutpada, just a basic teaching. And the second noble truth of the Buddha is wanting things to be different than they are, desiring something else. That tends to create more circles and eddies in the stream, more circularity. But if desire shows up, then for something else, don't shut that down. Eat that too. Rather than, I shouldn't feel that way. I need to be desireless or some kind of oldies but goodies. I need to not feel this way or that way. Don't correct anything. If it needs some kind of modification, adjustment, or correcting, then it can come out of dependent origination. If you're not standing in the way of a, a way of dependent origination with your own screwball ideas about everything. I don't want this. I don't like that. That's not right. Well, that shouldn't be happening because look, see what she said, they said, that he did. I don't deserve this. If you're, if it shows up in your mind stream, if it shows up in your life stream, dinner time, eat it, take it in, receive that, receive that. Give everything your attention so that you won't miss whatever is being served to you. Uh, three minutes away, three miles away, it's coming your way. This does not mean that you may not show up in the eyes of others to somebody who is very picky and choosy and very not liking this and liking that. You may show up all kinds of different ways to other people because they are projecting their own unexamined hopes and fears and wishes onto you. This seems to be even more the case if you're really functioning with the situation you're in. You're no longer at war with anything. And this is not, not saying we don't go crazy with this and suddenly take up a standard, set up a standard where I'm no longer going to be at war with anything. Maybe Chief Joseph of the Nez Perce can say that 
after a whole lifetime of fighting. Maybe he could say, from where the sun stands now, I'll fight no more forever. He might be able to say that, but he didn't do it for a long time. It's interesting, whatever, whatever shows up, we want something else, or we don't exactly want that, or we don't deserve that. Or if that's happening, that must mean that this happened and that happened, and I should have fixed this three years ago or three days ago. I should have, should have, should have. To just fundamentally eat what's served, interestingly enough, will if you want to use a relative idea, will completely fulfill your Buddha activity. Complete nutrition, as if the Buddha needed anything. But it will starve that self-centered aspect of the mind that craves otherness, craves this, craves control. Likes this, doesn't like that. Selecting, choosing. So whatever shows up, that's it. Your mind, whether you're on the cushion, whether you're down the hallway, whether you're in your yard, whether you're talking to your, your intimate partner, your wife, your husband, whatever's showing up, just receive it insofar as you can. And as you endeavor to do that, also uh, receive the the post-it notes along the edges or the, the commentary in the margins that you're, as you're reading this story, receiving this, serving this meal of relative truth, uh, you're also, you notice the footnotes that you write about it. I don't really like this, but I'll do it anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm going to really do this, but I don't really deserve this. A constant comment going on in the margins of your life. We want something else. We don't want this. We want this, but there's something just missing. Something's just not quite right. Like the definition I heard uh, some years ago of a, I can't remember what it was, maybe one of you will have run into this, but the, the, uh, the definition for a, uh, a portrait is something in which there's something slightly wrong with the nose. It's a portrait. So we're always going to take exception to this or this is, I'll do this, I can do this, but I can't quite. That That's an incredible, it's like, it's an incredible uh, quantity a quantity, maybe is the right word, maybe not, for what gives sustenance to that aspect of the consciousness that feels like someone who is worried, someone who is angry, someone who is hopeful, someone who is fearful, paranoia, and so on. In the Yogacara tradition called the seventh consciousness, the 
the uh, distressed area, paranoid area of the consciousness. It's not an actual place, it's just an aspect of consciousness that starts to worry. And it doesn't seem to be possible to go in and just fix that so it doesn't it doesn't happen that way. It doesn't cause further issues. It seems to be necessary to go in and fundamentally receive what this is. What is just receive it in total and receive the whole um, the, the whole display, the whole meal, the whole everything. Receive it. Come on. If my immediate reaction to most things is some sort of aggression or rejection, mm -hmm. how can I receive that reaction without shutting down? Very good. Wonderful question. Great question. Receive the reaction, receive the shutting down, repair nothing. Don't try to stop shutting down. Although I might say, don't add, don't subtract them. I might say that, to, but that's to help you bring your awareness to that area in a simplified, in a radical kind of way where you just see the shutting down. I say, don't shut down or don't add, don't subtract, don't divide. So you're doing it just, you're doing it already, but you haven't done it enough. Just return, return. This is the, the Buddhist uh, idea of faith shows up in this area. You won't get in the relative mundane path, we get some kind of feedback that, yeah, making some progress. I'm getting better and better doing this. This is spiritual materialism. It's not that some of that might not show up a little bit. You might find that you're less likely to blame others for how you feel as you go along. Maybe that will back off uh, quite a bit. But the anger, the resentment, the passion, aggression, ignorance, avarice, jealousy, covetousness, whatever kind of fancy word you want to use, just out and out being pissed off at everything, which I think we characterize yours pretty well. <laughs> just receive it. I sometimes say that be, be the crap you're trying to get rid of, at least for a little while, so you can get an idea of what it is you're trying to stuff down the drain, or what it is you're trying to shove out the door, or put in the garbage, or set fire to, or drowned, or stop. So that way you, you'll be all right. This is what the sitting practice of meditation is about. You sit down, hold still, and just what, watch what moves in the life stream, the mind stream. You're going to start to get closer and closer to that area of the mind that is shutting down, closing out, and is ignoring your, your true nature, which is awake. What? Is there any part of that process that might look like um, I guess saying to myself, I don't like this, but I'm going to try to receive it anyway. You, you may, and I wouldn't set that up as a standard, but the way you ask the question, I, should pro I would say probably that would be a good approach. Maybe not for someone else, but in your, the way your dynamic seems to work, say so. Uh, just a slight mini lecture every now and then, every 10 or 15 minutes. 
This is why in uh, it teaches seven points of mind training, all, there's all these slogans. Not for everybody, but there's probably one slogan out of the 59 that are there that might be a helpful one uh, for you. And just like this, I'm full of slogans. Well, don't add, don't do nothing <laughs> unless you got it. <laughs> I think that's one. That's on a shirt somewhere, isn't it? Should be. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know if she's on here or not, but Mary Jean said she would buy a shirt with that on it. I think. Did I tell you about that? For the question? Shoko Bang, in talking about anger one time, you said to me that the anger is my vocal cords. Yeah. How can I eat my vocal cords? Work at it. They're gonna happen right away. You can't like just like you you can't really eat a turkey all at once. Problem solved. That you can work at it a little bit, a little bit. more around that because that's not complete unless you ask another question. Shokabang. Is, what do you mean when the anger is the vocal cords? What's that look like to you? Shokabang, when you said that to me, it's like I was looking at anger arising and then being expressed through the vocal cords, yeah. but you said it is the vocal cords. So it's just a way of talking about it so that you can you can actually be in touch with your body, which is about to generate something, vocal cord. So so that you're so you have a body awareness of that anger before it starts to manifest in a doubled up fist, where awareness of the vocal cord might be a better area than this one. Shokabang. So, how do we eat a production? You're your mind streams producing this, so you're not you're not deliberately. Things just arise, thoughts arise. They're unsummoned. They just come from wherever. We don't know the source for sure. We don't even know what thoughts are. There have been all kinds of descriptions what thoughts are compared to emotions, and well, some of them are more possible than others. Descriptions. But it's a production. There are two kinds of production. There's one, just the karma that's arising, the production that trees do, they grow, and then they fade away. Birds fly, producing movement. People talk. We're constantly thinking, have you noticed? About everything. Anything that shows up as something that's being produced, like the sun rising, we produce thoughts about the sun. It's a nice sunrise, or, or the sunrise sucks. I wish I was in San Diego. 
or every sun, sunrise is perfect. Been there? Oh, perfect. So the, the production is just a, our karma, just like the production of this phase, ears, nose, tongue, body, mind, this whole complex comes out of the production. Mom and dad, child, production. Then and that goes on, they grow older, then they have a child, and then the next person has it, and it just goes on and on, produce, produce. Shabbat what's the discomfort with being genuine? That uncomfortable for you? So you're basically telling me you know what genuine is? Shabbat using it in the sense of what's arising, receiving what's arising. What's a discomfort? Because it's, uh, it feels, uh, no, the reference points are getting weak. We want to have a reference point that shores up our idea of who we are. We're doing well. Uh, we're a good person. Or if we're a bad person, we have a right to be bad because look how bad we've been treated. And look how we were raised or who caused what caused what. So the dangerous is lack of reference point. And of course, the ultimate danger is uh, oblivion or death. We're just going to disappear. Shokabang is thinking that the anger is mine and I don't want it. An attempt to hold on to a reference point. Does not look at that like that? How do I eat something that's too big to swallow and chewing doesn't seem to break down? Nibble. Didn't I teach a class nibbling meditation? Nibble, nibble, nibble. Take, do it a little at a time. Just do what you can. And then be aware of how much you're not able to do. Just do it a little bit. Just do it a little bit. Sometimes called the middle way. Just smoke a little bit of weed. <laughs> You heard that one? No smoke any. <laughs> Drink it just a little bit of beer. <laughs> it's an ancient teaching. I think it's from Coben, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> More? She's on drawing. Does. Does eating mean that anything goes away? It doesn't need to go away because it, you're no longer at war with it. So you just take it, you just receive, just receive whatever happens in your life, in your relationships, in your mind stream, whatever happens, no more war, just no more agreeing or disagreeing or shutting down. It's a practice. It's not a completion. It's not, you've not acquired some kind of super, uh, city or power. More. Don't you bowing? Don't you? When we or when I want to uh, fix or correct yes. or change everything, what is that? Um, what is where is that coming from or what is the energy? 
So you don't have to worry about where, worrying about where it's coming from is more of a uh, kind of a relative thing of trying to fix some dynamic. It's not that that may not apply in some ways, in some places, sometimes, but the fundamental dissatisfaction with something that comes up, something happens and you're just dissatisfied with it, which is uh, probably my way of describing what I see you going through sometimes. Uh, you don't need to go for the source, particularly. The sources just could be any number of combinations of things. Could be some singular thing, but unlikely. It's usually lots of things that come together that bring that, that uh, experience or that frustration or that anger. Something is happening. You don't like it. You don't. You know. You might not be able to see why or what the structure is behind that. The ego mind. Uh, until us, unless we get on a path where we're working with the, uh, trying to see fundamentally what is true. The, there's no. There's no practice going on. That it's. And we just think up stuff and make up things and invent things and analyze things and come to conclusions and blame this, blame that, and we finally have a feeling of knowing exactly why we're. Um, we, we can explain it to ourselves, we can explain it to others, might not be satisfactory, but we can explain it. Whereas the fundamental way to uh, approach that through awareness practice is just receive it. I'm saying it's served to you, if it shows up in your mind stream, it means it's served. It shows up in your life, it comes in the door, it's served. This doesn't mean that you have to go overboard the other way and accept or receive things that are obviously destructive that you could actually stop because of the nature of that. So it would be very situational. But if it's in the mind stream, probably need to, not only probably, you do need to just receive what that is. Any kind of fighting with it tends to perpetuate it, just the very energy of something coming in your direction in your life, in your mind. Uh, to do anything with that is is to buy into the energy of it as being some solid real thing that is occurring rather than see that it's it's uh, illusory passion aggression ignorance are unreal they're present we feel them but it's as i've said use the example of a, a horror movie it's it's real because it's scary but it's unreal because it's a, it's a movie that would be a metaphor that would be applicable some of the time one. Another question from Benjamin Sword out in Florida. Okay. Bowing. With the limited amount of say so, how do I choose what to eat? There are so many possibilities. Some meals make me feel drained and unhealthy. I want to nourish and be vibrant. Buddha says health is the foremost possession. So, uh, so that you can actually see the way in which this, uh, the very thing you're handling, the very thing that you're describing here is showing up for you personally. So you can see your own internal warfare, your own internal picking and choosing, picking and choosing, which is creating more havoc, like disagreeing with the color of your eyes, disagreeing with your, not um, having some kind of objection to the length of your arms, something is there. As far as what you eat, that's, I could go on and on about that, but I'm not an expert in that area. Eat what, if you feel good, eat it in that area. 
But if it's served to you, what I'm talking about here is the mind stream. And that's I'm just using a, an eating or a food metaphor for that. But the best one is, is without any pictograms, it's just received. It's showing up, it's just, it, just receive it. It's supposed to be there, it needs to be there. It's dependently risen, which is not anything that justifies it and says that everything is going to be okay necessarily. It'd be difficult. A lot of room for questions there, Kevin. Anyone on Zoom? Go ahead, Jake. Jake Bowing. What is doing the serving, Bowing? Just, you could call it karma. Just action, just the, the interaction of everything. Look at all the things that are on the move, just in the <coughs> physical world, let alone in the mind stream. It's just uh, the metaphor I've used sometimes because it's, um, because I like the poem, Lawrence Ferlinghetti's Coney Island of the Mind collection of poems that he wrote, I think, back in the 50s. It's, it's just a, Coney Island is entertaining in some ways, but then there's all kinds of other aspects to it that are difficult. It's just the world coming and going, coming and going, samsara. So, insofar as you can, just receive without adding anything. You use the food image, whatever you're served, no condiments. Don't add anything to it. Just eat it like it is, as it's served. Receive it is another way of saying it. it might be less uh, get us all wound up in some kind of food uh, pictograms. Senchu. Senchu bowing. Earlier you said that eating what is served is complete nutrition. Yes. Will we feel nourished? It's possible. It's possible. But very difficult to describe what that is because the, the negative feelings that you're actually no longer at war with may continue to come up in your mind stream. So there's no proof that this works. You hear any adver advertisements, advertisements, or how the name is pronounced, word is pronounced, that this works. Be very suspicious of that. Anybody pro promoting or promising anything, because uh, it has to be done. Each person has to see this themselves, as the Buddha did twenty five hundred years ago, and down through the centuries, lineage holders have. Uh, it's not a revealed tradition. No, no one came from on high and and said, "I'm the. I have a direct connection to the Creator." As I say but rather someone understood the nature of what what he was looking at, what he was experiencing, and began to um, teach others with their permission. But how that's going to show up may not be uh, the kind of God realm that some people are looking for, or sometimes is promised in other ways of, of, of working with a spiritual path, some kind of heaven realm. Might be hell. Could be. But if you see what this is in truth, in its in its totality, you won't care whether it's heaven or hell, because those are 
Those are divisions. Those are dividing things up. Senshi bowing, what is the completeness? Anything you perceive or see is feel, smell, taste, touch, think is not separate from anything else. The separations are that's the illusion. And even to say we're all one, that's also an illusion. You can't actually find the reference point. An image that's sometimes been used in past times as an eye. Eyeball cannot see itself. The other way of saying it, the other way around and using a different approach is to say, what does wisdom see? Wisdom only sees wisdom. It doesn't see anything but uh, wisdom. How can you, can you unpack that so it's going to make any sense, uh, you know, in a word working shot? It's not going to make sense because it transcends the relative structure of everything. Any further questions? Kevin Bowing. Right, Kevin. Uh, earlier you said not to make any adjustments unless the adjustment was dependently arisen. Yes. What is an example of a dependently arisen adjustment, Bowing? A tire that fixes itself. We'll see those very often, do you? But sometimes you get help, things that don't that look like your issue, and then something comes from some other direction. It's dependent on the arisen. It's sometimes a sense of humor arises right in the middle of the most serious, uh, complicated, stressful situation. So something something just lightens up. But it's not going to lighten up if you're fighting with what is happening before that lightening up occurs. There has to be some kind of openness to whatever is happening so that you can see the deeper nature of everything. Instead of locating your fixation, your ideas just on the surface of whatever appears, your judgment, your idea, your concept, your worry, not just yours, but any, any of our fear about not really knowing what is going on, not really having a reference point, not knowing what to do next. Feeling lost. More, Kevin? Kevin Bowing. <clears throat> no, that that that's clear. Thank you. A question from Isaac. Isaac. After our interviews, I tend to feel better than when it began. Do you walk away feeling worse? Where does the neurosis I serve you go? I probably poop it out. <laughs> well, I don't know. That, that metaphor is only going to go so far. But you do receive uh, a person who teaches is going to receive. That might not look like it. Might look like they're running away from you. But that doesn't mean they haven't received what you show up as or with. But if they're functioning as a teacher, how they respond to that may not fall in line with what you think it should. It might not be. Something is very uh, particularly pleasant. Depends on who it is. Depends on the issues. 
my my uh, my first teacher, Trungpa uh, Rinpoche, was extremely uh, direct and blunt with me. But with my wife at the time, who was uh, quite confused about things, not that I wasn't, but he was extremely sweet and kind to her. Over the top. Other questions? Sir? Jeez, I'm thinking of the image of being served a cinder block, where it looks like it's just not something that I can work with at all, is, mm -hmm. is thinking that I can't eat that extra? In other words, you can't receive that. Like, I just don't know what to do with it. It doesn't seem like, yeah. What, is it just sitting there? Oh, I don't have to do anything with it. Don't run away from it. But if it's coming this way, then you, cinder block is kind of hard for me to convert that into into a, a food image. But if it shows up that way, then probably probably should just look at it, see what it, if it's that kind of an image or that kind of a experience you're having. This is just useless crap that I'm. It's, in, it's showing up in my live stream. Insofar as you can, just don't do anything with it. Don't push it away, aggression. Don't make a bunch of excuses for it or explain why it's there. Have a, willing, have a willingness to have it be mysterious. Rather than invent a bunch of ideas or blame yourself or blame others. And don't distract yourself, shut down, or abandon it. And just the nature of impermanence, it, it won't last. But it will persist if you fool around with it, if you meddle with it. It would tend to get some kind of credential from your pushing it or your credential from your talking about it or any credential in your mind stream is what I'm saying. It would have some kind of subsistence going on there. Excuse me, but it seems like something like a cinder block, the impermanence doesn't feel there. Like it doesn't look like it's going to go away. Does it, does it still? Nothing lasts. Maybe not in your time time frame. Yeah, it can't last. Nothing lasts. Anything that shows up is going away. Kevin, go ahead. I'm bowing. In a current event, <laughs> recently there was the verdict of the young man in Wisconsin who shot those people, and yes. I did not like that verdict and felt like I couldn't eat that meal. Yeah. And, and then today, conversely in Atlanta, the, or in, in Georgia, the verdict about the young man who had been running and murdered came against those people. And I felt myself quite delighted with the seeming punishment that would befall those three men. And how do I work with receiving those two responses in a way that's not shutting down when I'm when I I feel more actually more more disturbed by my delight at the punishment of the verdict quite a few of us feel that way and it's just basically it's, it's showing up as the relative thing we want to let's fix that let's make someone responsible 
and the other one uh, we we missed. We didn't really make them responsible because the structure of the law uh, showed up in such a way that it wasn't strong enough uh, to actually deal with that situation. And the one in uh, in Georgia had the strength, and it also had a if you watched any of it, had an absolutely fantastic attorney uh, describing what this was going on there. Pretty amazing. But the bigger picture is nobody's really to blame there. They're, we're all, you could say, victim or a, victims are at the mercy of the culture in which we're in. And if you think you're an autonomous person going along with all of your wonderful uh, singular ideas, uh, this is the uh, ignorance. We're, we're all tied into deeply the culture that's been going on for centuries and centuries and centuries. Centuries is an understatement. The warfare and human beings fighting with each other. They're just on and on. It's all over the place. And look at our country. It's, it's quite disturbing. But it's, it's dependently arisen, so there's no fundamental person who is at fault. It's not that there isn't someone who, because of their upbringing, because of how they were trained, because of their fearful one of the ways that people cover up fear so that they can actually think they're not afraid is to blame somebody and especially blame, blaming them with a, an assault rifle. You don't, don't feel any fear now. Here, how do you like that kind of stuff? I know I was in the Marine Corps. I know how those, how that, that whole shtick of armies works. People get killed in order to keep some people in power. They send a lot of children into combat. I don't particularly care for that, I especially have a personal uh, feeling about that since my father was killed in Germany in 1926. No, 1945. He was 26 years old. He didn't want to go, but at that time you couldn't even be a conscientious objector without going to prison. So it's, but it's, it's a much bigger picture than just the three. Uh, the three men uh, in Georgia, or then the this seventeen year old uh, child who heard all of the politics that have been going on, the news media, the politics, the politicians, but even the politicians, you can't go back and say this politician said this and this because he or she or they are also part of the whole construct where people are terrified, and the only way they can get away from the terror is to invent some kind of an ideology. Whether, whatever it may be, and just like a, just like the misunderstanding, and I want to get into politics here, but the misunderstanding of the nature of, of communism or Marxism is nobody knows what that is. People just hate it. Well, that's communist or that's socialist, or they don't even know they don't even know what it is. What would be wrong with fundamentally making uh, helping everyone? How could that be possibly? Because that means the oligarchs can't get in charge and be greedy and make a lot of money. It's called they eat worldly dharmas. And as long as there's no spiritual path, you're going to have those. And they're going to show up in the form of three men who kill a, a man who's jogging based on what? Skin color, pretty much the way it looks. That's the way it looks. And yeah, it is frustrating to watch that and to also feel like, well, I'm, flat, I'm glad they didn't let them off. So or the other one that, why did they let him off? It's like, there's, there's a, I can't think of the attorney's name right now. I explained it pretty thoroughly. That there is a, the law itself wasn't written in such a way that they could really stop that. 
Of course, if you'd had maybe a better attorney who would have focused on some other aspect of that. But here we're, we're got back again to causes and conditions. But nobody's fundamentally to blame. This is a big whole court system. Go into the prisons, as some of us have done here, and meet some of these people who have been locked up for 30 or 40 years when they were 15. It's heartbreaking to see that, but the system is doing that because they make money that way and they control uh, certain races of people that way. I guess that's how it looks. So I'm very biased here. The only way I know that, that you can really work with this is to train your mind to have a spiritual path, somehow have a deeper, more profound, and more vast understanding of what this is. But that doesn't necessarily get rid of your fear or your trepidation or your unsteadiness. You might have to live with that the rest of your life. You might have to just be uh, fearful. What's the, what's the key to that? No one's afraid. There, there's fear was going to rise. It's dependently risen, but there's no solid being in the skandhas. There's no solid being. It's an illusion. Find out. Find out. See it yourself. It's not, a, it's not particularly an experience because if it's an experience, it will fade. Further, Kevin? Kevin Belling, does my response in, in a situation where I feel like I agree with the verdict and that quote unquote justice has been done and I take some delight in knowing that those people will be punished, does that response require more vigilance than the other response, which is feeling like uh, sad or disappointed uh, bowing. So, you know, just the way you're describing those, I'm sure all of us can relate to the way you're talking about it. And I think just the way you're talking about it is enough. You don't have to get down on yourself or get up on yourself. You don't have to make anything. Just the way you describe it. Uh, to me, sounds like you're you're aware of what's happening in, those, in both of those situations. And of course, you're going to be uh, somewhat, uh, uh, I don't know, elated or, or pleased, maybe may a, a word that, that those people aren't going to be able to continue to do that. So here's something that happens uh, on the one side, you say, oh, other people may be a little more hesitant before they start going out and just killing uh, black joggers, I think is the way it was described. A black man running down the road was how it was called in, as I recall. Whereas the other situation just went the other direction, so to speak, just because of causes and conditions around that. And you're also aware of that and how disappointing that is because other people who are wound up in that particular milieu of uh, Proud Boys and Oath Keepers and all that are there. It kind of keeps that whole machine running. So I think your your description of what you how you experienced that is probably quite similar to what a lot of us, maybe not everyone here, but feel like, well, we're glad that's not going to be set a precedent for um, being able to do that in Georgia. But then it goes the other direction in uh, Wisconsin. So it's like, oh, you mean now anybody can go out and shoot people? 
proclaim self-defense? Other questions? <laughs> Stay away from the politics, but can't help it. It's, we live in the middle of it. Some people don't watch any of this. I think it's a good idea. If you hear anything I say, it's a good idea to watch some of it. You don't have to overdose on it, but it's a good idea to know what's going on in the world from the point of view of whatever. Whatever you can get, Free Speech TV, Link TV, MSNBC, CNN. Uh, what, what, what other? There's all kinds of things out there. It used to be three networks. Now there's 1,500. Any further questions? Hold on. The case that you were talking about, the prosecutor said everybody gets a Super Bowl ring. She making a metaphor that everybody on the team is responsible for the yeah. win or yeah. lose. It seems like in anything, everybody should have a ring. Yeah. So how can we be responsible for something that seems so far removed from us in a practical manner? Do, just do it yourself, do it on the cushion. Do it in your life. So responsibility doesn't mean you're to blame. It just means that you have the ability to respond. You should respond to everything. How, whatever it is, you should respond to it. Have a response that is, excuse me, that meets that wherever it's at. doesn't mean that you're some kind of a culprit that's getting away with things. Just a different understand, understanding of responsibility, perhaps responsible around everything this is the whole thing is yours everything is yours take care of it take care of the earth as the indigenous people often say take care of the earth take care of everyone Undo. how can we use the vow to um Eat what is so distasteful. Right. The vow to be with all things. Whatever shows up, you're with that. Goes away, goes away. Goes back up again. With that. The eating images only works a little bit, but just something to but get your teeth into. Eat it. The vow to be with all things. Save all beings, put others before yourself. Not, not easy to do that. Quite a bit of the time is spent practicing looking how you, you just can't quite do that. You have to keep putting yourself first. How does eating what serves starve the ego? So it may not right away, but eventually the ego gets its sustenance as being a separate identity from everything else by picking and choosing, grasping and rejecting, passion, aggression, and ignorance, but without any, any no, as I recently gave a talk, uh, what did I say, don't second the emotion or something like that. Don't, whatever shows up is to jump onto that by, well, this is true, well, that shouldn't be happening. That's the self-centered aspect of consciousness showing up differently in each person. We're sensitive to right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, success and failure. Like I've sometimes said, if I sit up here and I start to insult you, even if I, even if I act and make believe, 
we'll find out just how much ego is going on over there. And if I act uh, and just start complimenting you about how great you are, what a, most, one of the most wonderful monks I've ever met. I wish every monk was as good as you are. Feel that already. That's self. And, and, and just because I'm sitting up here on a, on a chair in front of everybody doesn't mean that I'm free of that. It's very important to realize that you're not, you don't get free of something. You're not free of any, you know, narcissism doesn't have to go away. Ego does not have to go away. You just have to see that it's unreal. The very emotions you're feeling when someone criticizes you, unreal. There, and maybe painful, unreal. Sure. Shogun, when we see that what's arising is unreal, is there still the insult? Yes, there's still the insult. There's just no one who's insulted. There's no personhood there. Personhood has been seen through. That's the first part of it. And then the, then the otherness, empty of other. There's empty of, it looks like there's else. There's something else here besides this. So you see through this, this is unreal. Still a body-mind complex operating, eating, sleeping, doing things. Anyone else on Zoom? I don't know what the time is. Sharon Bowen. Hey, Sharon, go ahead. I'm finding it's easier to receive or uh, to eat what is being served by maybe one or two people. And I'm presently in a group, a family, you know, with the holidays and such. Um, how do I best receive what is being served in a group setting and not be overwhelmed or be so inundated by all that's coming for. So you, you could go ahead and be inundated. I'm sure you'll live through it. You could go ahead and be overwhelmed. I'm sure you'll be okay. And you can also keep it to a minimum. You can, if it's a, I can't, can't set up the whole standard for you, but you could do some, but receive as much as you can, listen, Take an interest in your uh, your peeps. And, you know, it's, sometimes you, it's painful to do that because they're so uh, they're so much worse off than you are, so much more confused than you are. We we often notice how uh, crazy other people are. We kind of ignore our own insanity. So it's very mm -hmm. easy to see others. I'm not saying that's true of you, but I'm saying just do a little at a time. Go out. Receive as much as you can, and if it's, you start to get overloaded, you know, go to the restroom or go out on the porch and start a start a snowball fight or something. I know <laughs> you can do that up in up in Petoskey. I think there's plenty of snow up there, isn't there? Bowie, yes. So you know, a little bit of distraction. As long as the, uh, uh, when there's awareness, then you then you can have the distraction. You can be. You can be at, at odds with your relatives. So I'm a I'm a I'm at odds with mine. <laughs> they're they're definitely at odds with me sometimes. Uh, so but you know, you just receive it. You just receive 
just it's 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 difficult and it sometimes it's painful uh, and uncomfortable to do that. But we we can do that. We can afford to give give an inch or give give a little bit into what someone else is. Shogwang, earlier you talked about Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche and how he related to you and how he related to your wife. Yeah. And I remember many years ago you said that and you said that that was difficult for you. Yeah. What was the difficulty? I wanted him to be nice to me too. He wasn't. It was all right, but he was... He was just extremely nice to her. He was, it was interesting to see him working with different people. And he was extremely sweet, not only to just to the women, which he enjoyed that, but to, but to men too, to anyone. He was sometimes extremely kind and nice and even indulgent to some extent. And then other people, he would make a fool of them. Go ahead. Shogabine, how do both of those ways of relating to people fundamentally help them. Well, it's meeting them where they're at, which doesn't mean uh, where they think they're at. If you if you have not found out who this is, pointing to you, if you're not very clear on who, when, what this is, you're not going to be able to see what's happening with other people. And if you do see who and what this is, you may not particularly show up as a movie star or as a famous, uh, kind, loving, gentle monk. You, and you probably won't uh, show up as uh, necessarily being enlightened. That might be beside the point. Well, Shukalang. It seems like when we talk about the teacher-student relationship, uh, one of the ways that that's talked about is that teacher is here to insult you. That's what Trung Parimpache says in the myth of freedom. He's talking about the teacher, the guru. Teacher, his job is to insult you. Yes. What's your question? So how does being extremely sweet or extremely kind insult somebody it may not the, that person might not be ready to to work with something like that as a teaching i mean it took uh, uh didn't Talopa put up with naropa's bullshit for 12 years before he finally took off his shoe, shoe and knocked his head off or was it some other guy i can't remember so Coben was extremely nice to me. He's just the sweetest person I've ever met, just about, until I asked him to be my teacher. And then that was difficult. To anybody looking on, they would have thought, oh, you know, it's a big deal. We haven't had difficulty with that for. You'd have to be in my mind stream to see how painful that was for me. Another question from Benjamin Swordout. Okay. Just who's cooking? What? Just who's cooking? Nobody's cooking. There isn't anyone. The, the question of who is helpful if you persist. Who is it? Who is this? Who is cooking? 
ask that question from now on. You'll find out. And I can tell you, there's isn't anyone. Even, even the idea that there's cooking is happening is extra, but that might take even longer. The identity is unreal. But if you think it's real, it'll be painful, it'll be suffering for you and for those around you more than likely. Time to end. Yeah, time to end. Well, it looks like 11 minutes after nine. I'll take a final question and then we'll close. There is one. We'll close anyway. Bowing. In, um, when you, when you experience an injustice and are sort of flooded with the he can't get away with this. He must, they must be stopped. Who is getting away with it? Well, ultimately nobody gets away with anything, but relatively there's all kinds of things happening where it looks like somebody's getting away and might get away their whole life. And someone else might not get away with anything might be, um, uh, 15 years old, rob a party store and be in jail the rest of their life, be in prison. Someone else can do, as we know, there's famous people that just get, that have a lot of money, a lot of power, and they, they create all kinds of havoc or appear to create all kinds of havoc, and they are not held accountable. It's just the structure of the, the whole thing, the society and interpretations of things. So it's, it's very difficult to see the deep causes and conditions that are, are, are backing up anyone's particular lifetime. But you can find out what's happening with yours, train your mind. Those kind of questions will take care of themselves once you see that you're not separate from anyone anywhere, including Joseph Stalin or Stevie Ray Vaughan. Thank you so much. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. The three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna, Paramita. The Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light. If you value the teachings of Sokozan, 
and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.